Oh, hey, it's Simon here. Just a quick one to let you know about a very cool feature where you can now text the show for free. There's a link at the bottom of the show notes. You click it, your SMS app opens, and you can send us a message directly. There's a little code at the beginning of the message. Don't delete that. It helps the podcast provider know where to direct your message, i.e. straight to me. Don't worry, we don't see your number or any details, so we can't reply. We just see the area code, so we know roughly where you're messaging from. Super cool. And again, free. So why not try it out during this episode? Let us know which episode you're listening to, or where you are, or what you liked, or join in with some banter, or make a bee pun, or recommend a movie, or tell me what snacks you're into. Anything that comes to mind. Like I said one more time, it's free. So shoot us a text, and I'll respond to my favourites on future episodes. Okay. Let's get into it. To be or not to be? Isn't that the bloody question? Think or take to be. I am the most complete fighter in the world. The guy aim. You can call it the art of fighting without fighting. Stick around. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate on me. Dodge this. You join us for what some people are calling Dodge This, Season 3, Episode 10. We are talking about Jason Statham keeping bees in The Beekeeper. And in order to do that, I thought, what a perfect time to invite back the people's champ. I don't think that's what anyone calls him, but now they should. Uh, We talked about the Equalizer 3, and I think we really saw eye to eye on that one. And this felt like the right time to bring him back, to call him back into action. It is London's own Christopher Gow. Too early for bee puns. <laughs> are the people who are calling me the people's champion the same people who are calling this uh, episode, episode 10, uh, the beekeeper that you mentioned yeah. earlier? Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're, I don't, I can't control them. They're, they're all over the place, but let them, yeah, let it. them do what they're going to do. Okay. Like bees. Sometimes these things take on a life of their own, Chris, as you know. You just, you just let it out into the world and see what comes back. Look, I'm just pleased that I said, dodge this action movies unleashed i actually don't know if i did say that because i keep saying unplugged and i think i might just have to i might just have to rename it as that and then i just do acoustic covers of action movies or you could say unbugged for this episode okay that's two that's two b references already (laughs) in the first two minutes i am incredibly excited to talk about this movie we are setting the stage early. I think it's going to be an interesting one. I mean, before we get into it, the the readers are going to want to know what Chris Gow's been up to since last we uh, spake. Have you seen any good stuff? What have you been watching? You're one of my favourite people to follow on Letterboxd because every time I see a movie, sometimes I'll see a movie I haven't heard of and I'll be like, oh, it's like a a recent action movie or it's like a an Eastern thing. Then there's a movie from 1937 and I'll be like, it's got to be Gal. It's got to be Gal with that one. 
What are you talking about? And I always click on it and I always read what you have to say because I'm intrigued, <laughs> mainly just about how you find them. You, you never, you never ever comment though. So you're just like lurking in the shadows, having a little, having a little route around my bins. Well, here's my um, thing with uh, Letterboxd is that they do allow you to comment on people's reviews, but they don't notify you when people comment. That is true. So they don't really kind of push the conversation engagement part of things. So I have commented on a couple of things. But mm. you, I kind of, you just know that the person probably won't see it, and therefore it's largely a waste of time. Little note for the um, developers of Letterbox there. Yeah, I'll let them know. I'll let them know. <laughs> you could just, you, you could just let send me like uh, a letter. I will. I'll fax you next time. <laughs> yeah, and please. I know you, we're both Letterbox Pro users, so you know we are engaged with the platform. We're not patrons, though. That's the next step. No, next I wasn't willing to. Isn't... That was. It nah. was like if you like it, but you have money to just throw at a wall. I'm like, all right. I mean, I like it. I'll give you a fiver. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair enough. <laughs> Let's not um, go mad. I've um, what have I watched? I've watched a lot of movies. It's it's too much. I've watched too many movies. I've watched yeah. way too many movies. Also, it's Oscar season. Oh yeah, have you watched? What have you watched in the Oscar seasons? Which well, have you got any hot contenders? No, I had this conversation on the last episode with um, filmmaker Ben Malaby, who also teaches, is like an associate professor in film. So he has to, he should watch all the Oscar stuff. I've seen the holdovers. I think that's the only thing that is probably in a list somewhere. I think, I think that's the only worthy, <laughs> not to say everything I've watched is unworthy, but Oscars wise, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, maybe there's pollen. You. Maybe there's pollen in oh, the he air. He did it on. He did it on purpose. It's um, unbelievable. He deliberately did a real sneeze. The the only one I've seen actually is the holdovers. Okay. What did you I think of it. the holdovers? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I did like it, but I there was a little bit of. I felt a little bit of. Um, uh, what would you call it? Like pressure to really like it. I agree. And I, I agree. just I just liked it. I thought. This is, yeah, this is a nice movie. Did I think it was a bit too long? Yes. Would I have liked it more if it was 20 minutes, if it came in at under two hours? Almost certainly, yeah. But I certainly enjoyed the journey and I enjoyed the performances and I enjoyed the occasional light comedic beats. Yeah, I think that's right. If you'd sort of discovered that movie, you would love that movie. But then everyone yes. sort of discovered it and then they told you to love it and it makes it a bit harder. I agree. Yeah. But, but not to say I didn't it. enjoy it because I absolutely yeah, did. Same. Yeah, it same. reminded me that I do like sort of. I mean, you. I want to call it an indie movie, but it's not that indie, is it? It's like everyone's got pedigree, like Alexander Payne, Giamatti. Like you know, you know, you're going to get something solid. It's, it didn't come out of nowhere, but it had the feeling of an indie movie. Totally. I, uh, Election is one of my favorite movies, actually. Mm. So I am yes. a big, big Alexander Payne fan. So yeah, it was good. It was really nice. Yeah. Last time. Yeah. I did see, actually, I did see a, a sort of, um, I want again, I want to call it an indie movie. But I feel like it did have a bit of money behind it. The um, directorial debut from Jake Johnson, who you'll know from New Girl. And Jurassic, Jurassic World. Is, is he in Jurassic World? He's in one of them. I think he gets <laughs> There's he, too I many of them he, now. I think he gets eaten by a dinosaur, if I remember correctly. Oh, no. 
I mean, if you were going to be in one, you, that would be a stipulation, wouldn't it? You'd yeah, be like, definitely. Please get, I do want to be in by a dinosaur or give me like a clever girl kind of line. Yeah, but what happens if it's like a really rubbish dinosaur, like some sort of like slug one or something? Or <laughs> it's like a vegetarian one and it mistakes you for a log. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was that movie called? Self Reliance is called. It's got him in it. It's got Anna Kendrick in it. Andy Samberg pops up in it. So, you know, it's mm. not a zero budgety thing, but it's quite kind of indie spirited and it's quite fun most of the way through he's very enjoyable to watch i think how many how many bees would you give out of 10 i think i gave it three and a half um bees on letter letter bees (laughs) letter hive um yeah come on what else have you seen i'm just looking through i'm just looking at some i've watched some good trash I should look at your letterbox and demand answers. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. That's demand good. an explanation. I've watched quite a lot of trash recently, deliberately. I love a bit of trash. You know, sometimes you okay. want a burger and sometimes you want a steak. And I've just wanted burgers all the time at the moment. Mate, um, this is a podcast about action movies. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. So I saw something called 52 Pickup, which is an old Roy Scheider movie from the 80s, like really oh, wow. trashy. But it's uh, Elmore Leonard. Do you know Elmore Leonard? Yes, yes, the crime author. It's one of his ones, and it's got... That was really fun. It was absolute trash, but it was really well directed. <laughs> it was it was directed by um, John Frankenheimer, who's a great director. Oh, wow, yeah, okay. It was like some trash movie directed by an absolute legend. So it was, it was good. I mean, you'll know Ronin, won't you? Yes, please. It's a Frankenheimer Ronin. movie. Love a bit of Ronin. Imagine some terrible B-movie directed by literally top 10 director. It was great. Extraordinary. It's abs- absolute trash. It's a good combo? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was, like, absolute trash. Just really trashy, but just so fun. Yeah, but you say that in a sort of loving way. In a loving way, yeah. It, yeah. I think we're going to get into this with the beekeeper in some areas, I think. There's a certain amount of, like, Fun you can have watching dog trash. shit movies. <laughs> trash, trash. Yeah, whether yeah. whether the beekeeper gets into that realm or not, I want to no, talk about. No but... spoilers. <laughs> you watched the most dangerous game recently, which of course, oh, yeah. was the inspiration for Jean Claude Damme, John Woo, Hard Target, Target, and surviving the game with Ice T. If you remember that one, what a great deep cut, Chris. <laughs> That's a really good deep cut. Thank you for that. I think it's also a Simpsons episode, if I remember as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's rich people hunting the uh, less well-to-do, ostensibly, right? What's the new one that came out recently? That was really fun. The B-movie that where they're all... What is that one called? Um, the Hunt. It's called The Hunt. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, yes, I haven't seen that yet, actually. That's no, really fun. That... That's really fun. Yeah. That's, okay. a, that's the same, same, yeah. same premise. That's on my list. God, there's just so much. I'm only I'm only on February, and I'm just like I t- I just don't I haven't heard of so many of these movies. The Descent, you watched that? That's a that's a solid movie. Oh yeah, that was that's Neil Marshall, isn't it? Yeah, that's got some of the best jump scares in a horror movie I think I've seen. Really good horror movie. You've that. given a movie from 1984 called Streetwise five stars, five Bs. Now. 
That is amazing. That is a documentary that follows kids on the street of Seattle, like real life kids who are like between 12 and 16 and they're on the streets for various reasons. And it's a documentary that follows them. And it is shocking, terrifying, sad. It's it's literally one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Go and find that documentary. It's amazing. Wow. Wow. It's like this, like, oh my God, it's, it's mad. Like they, they catch them. Some of them are prostitutes. Some of them are thieves. Some of them are like drug addicts. Like it's insane. It, it's insane. It's, I think everyone should watch it. Okay. How did that even land on your radar? I was looking at the best documentaries. I was just looking at a list with the best documentaries in that. Yeah. Textbook. It's not difficult, actually, is it? Not that difficult. <laughs> it's really not. It's really not difficult. <laughs> and then right. uh, I watched it. It was great. Fair play. Um, what, what else have you... You've seen um, Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman, which is a movie that I have also seen and also just didn't sit with me very well. Just felt like... A parody, Guy Ritchie parodying himself. It was insane. Or trying yeah. to recapture something that was 20 years ago and now he's not young anymore and he doesn't, no one talks like that and it doesn't <laughs> quite work. It smacked of him being very rich and 55 <laughs> and thinking, oh, I'll get my mates in and all, all my mates were like this. And But he didn't understand that not everyone has a barbecue and cooks Wagyu beef on it. And like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And everyone's got like, is dressed like a Leeds barber, you know, like with like really, <laughs> really hench and th thin legs, but like double breasted suit with a waistcoat. Do you know what I mean? A it Leeds just barber. Do you, um, do you, what do you think of Guy Ritchie? Has he come up on this pod? Uh, yes, because we watched. Because, uh, because. That's where we are. Are we that is that where we are already? <laughs> we watched, um, and as it's quote unquote Guy Ritchie's The Covenant last year, myself and uh, I think it was Matt, I think it was Matthew Hyten Esquire. Um, and I that one is actually all right because it's Guy Ritchie not really being what we and expect from Guy Ritchie. I thought that was, I, I watched it and I thought it was. Really solid for the like the first half, like really good actually, and then it just got a bit like by the numbers. But that was easily the best one. I sort yeah. of caught up on all of them recently, just because I was like, oh, I haven't seen any Guy Ritchie movies, and I watched that Wrath of Man. Yeah, Wrath of Man. I watched a something like uh, what's it called? It's got a really strange title. Oh like... no, Ro Ruse de Guerre. <laughs> But they're really bad. I like. It's such uh, a. He's sort of such a wasted. Like he's just really. I. I know there'll be people who love him, and I. I get it. But they're so derivative. Like, like you say, sometimes they're off himself. They're just so like yeah. by the numbers. In the in the gentleman, there's like loads of Edgar Wright. You know, close-ups of pints being pulled, or like yeah. he'll use the same music that four other people have used better in three movies like the year before like it's just so or you'll do like these long speeches like a quentin tarantino but he doesn't understand that those scenes like you know like when uh in pulp fiction when samuel jackson's threatening that dude while they're eating the burger yeah you know, like one of those and you're like it's terrifying because someone's gonna die in it 
like you're scared and it's exciting. But he'll put one of those speeches in, but it would just be some guy walking across his garden and you're like, it doesn't work the same. Do you know what I mean? He's, yeah, um, it's. He's a I bit do of a think, wally, I, I think. do think he's very uh, he's very talented and sometimes can. Yeah, you know, and has made really good movies and even bits of movies and stuff that you sort of forget that were quite good. Like the the Sherlock Holmes movie w- was quite good. Even like Man from Uncle. I don't know that if you've was great. seen that. I really enjoyed that one. I really actually enjoyed a that great one. fun caper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then some some things are just even even the gentleman had like bits in it that were great. Like there was a right. bit where there's like a grime video in the middle of it. I was like, this is great. This is really uh, fun. Yeah. But then yeah. it's just dog shit. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Same, same with like Wrath of Man. There was like some bits sort of towards yeah. the end when it starts kicking off that were quite good. And then there yeah. were scenes at the beginning that I were like, is this meant to be a joke? Yeah, like, I why agree. are they talking? Like, why is anyone, like what is meant to be happening yeah. here? People saying things that don't sound like Real sentences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, the way I describe that, the way I can think of describing some of the scenes at the beginning of that movie is like, they're like the loading pages in between levels on a computer game. Do you know what I mean? Where it's got, yeah. I don't know what they're called. I don't play many video games, but you know those bits where they have people acting in them and they you watch it while it loads. Cutscenes. Just cutscenes. Yeah. They were like that. And, you, and they're all framed slightly weird, so it just looks like it's all on green screen and stuff. Yeah. I got. To, I think I want to rewatch that because a lot of people rated it, and I kind of watched it like just as soon as it came out on Amazon Prime. I think thinking, oh, okay, like, yeah, Statham, all right, Guy Ritchie, all right, yeah. I love a heist, you know. And it's so it, it's so indebted to like Heat and all that type of movie. Yeah. But there was just yeah, I don't know. It's just, just totally something so weird about parts of it. Yeah, anyway, I agree. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a I, good segue because it's got Statham. Yeah, and it's got. And it's got a director who has made good movies and now makes just absolute shit. <laughs> wow. The Beekeeper. And now, our feature presentation. Dodge this. I saw this in an enormous um, Mumbai cinema that has some, wow. has somehow has uh, the says it's IMAX. But it must be some kind of IMAX spin-off where it's just a really big screen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was the biggest available screen. I saw the beekeeper, and then we were meant we had to postpone this podcast a couple of times, for which I apologize. But in the interim, it has been it's come out on streaming. And I, the night before we were meant to do it, I watched it again. I've watched this movie twice. How did you find it the second time? Well, since first I saw it. There's been a lot of people really enjoying it. Yeah. And not to put all my cards on the table, but I went in very excited to see a, you know, medium to large budget balls out action movie in the cinema in January. Statham. I like Statham. We talked about him last time when we talked about The Equalizer. You talked about the the, the three star classics, you know, and he's... <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's put out loads of movies I've really liked. Yeah, he's the king of the three-star classic. You just, you go in there, like their dad movies, you go in, you have a good time, you forget about them. Great. Yeah. I like This them. one, I came out of the cinema feeling disappointed and I rewatched it and I sort of still agreed with all of my points. I, I'm going to just lay my cards on the table, Simon. Oh, I, I see think him. this. 
This movie is aggressively bad. <laughs> but like, I know it's easy to like, oh, well, yeah, because it's Jason Statham. But like, I really want to talk about it because it's, I think it might tilt. When I came out of the cinema, I was just like, wow, that is bad. But like thinking back on it, like, I think it might eventually tilt into a great fun time because it's so bad. But while yeah. I was watching it in the moment, I was just like, this is just bad. Like, bad, bad. This is extraordinary to hear. In our, like, we've been so cagey in the texts back and forth. And like, <laughs> you were you were like, I've got a lot to say about this. And I, I thought, okay, we're probably on the same page. And I was like, in a sort of therapeutic way. And you, and then you said something that was like, in, an, um, in a talking about an amazing movie way. And I was like, oh no. I think Chris is going to absolutely have loved this movie and think it's a five-star classic. And then I'm going to be the guy who's like, no, well, actually, yeah, I don't think Tusty doesn't know what he wants to be. No, and B. like, it is, B, it's going to be hard to, like, I don't want to be that guy who's like a killjoy. Like, it's an action movie and it, like, sure. it's not trying to be anything, it's not trying to be like three colours blue or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it no. is what it is. But the caveat is, I want people to know I love three-star classics. I love a bit of trash. I'm not snooty about it. But this is a bad movie. Even on that level, I think it's bad. And I want to talk about loads of stuff in it. Can we go through it bit by bit, please? Begin at the beginning. Give me the uh, on-the-spot podcast guest plot summation for, for the people who don't know. A man who lives on a woman's <laughs> land, who is apparently a beekeeper, but also lives on this woman's land, uh, is about to depart, and he says goodbye to this old lady who treats him like his mother. And that day, little does he know, she takes a phone call by some dastardly uh, phone scammers, and they take all her money and a charity's money to the tune of millions. <laughs> and that very night, three, three hours after the phone call, she, she kills herself. And Jason Statham, who is a beekeeper, goes and exacts revenge on those people. And trust me, it doesn't just stop at those people in the call center. It goes all the way to the top, guys. What? And I mean, all the way to City Hall and beyond. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty good, um, that's a pretty good synopsis without any spoilers, actually, yeah. Yeah, I mean, are we get we're going to get into spoilers. We're going to have to. We'll have to get into them a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's difficult to know where to start with this one. What about the Here's... beginning? <laughs> the first the scene. beginning. <laughs> oh, buzz off. Okay. Oh God. Um, I, it's literally like I can hear people just going, "Yeah, that's enough of that. That's enough of that." <laughs> Stopping the podcast. Maybe yeah, I'll just bleep well... them all out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I felt. Uh, the begin right. The movie started, and I was like, "Here we go." Uh, yeah. Jason Statham's the you know he's the moody, yeah. weird. Like then he has a conversation with this lady, and it's already a bit weird. It's already just yeah, like it doesn't quite. They don't talk like real humans in that no. scene. It's the woman from the Cosby Show. Yeah, and they are not talking like human beings. I will say she is very good. She's very likable, and yes, she brings. Always. I would argue the probably the only bit of sort of pathos to the movie yeah e even though she's scammed by like a sort of 
I, I don't know, like a a scene from Grand Theft Auto or something. <laughs> like, but her her part in it, she does good acting, and I did genuinely feel quite sad for her when she got scammed. I agree. She has a the conversation she has with Jason Statham where he sort of does does acting. It felt very awkward and strange. Oh, it was brutal because he's also doing an American accent, and then they quickly realise he can't, and they mention quite soon in a scene like, "Oh, I was brought up in England, but I've moved here." Yeah, actually, that's that's a plus point for me because you so rarely yeah. get that. It's a sort of throwback yeah. to the old Jean Claude Van Damme, like. Yeah. I was in the yeah. French Foreign Legion. Okay, but now I work here in Detroit. You know, and you're like, all right, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. I think it's one of the rare times when Statham goes, yeah, I was born in England and now I live <laughs> here, I guess. <laughs> it was, it was bizarre. It was, again, it, sound, it felt that whole scene at the beginning felt like, what did you call them? A cut scene. Yeah. That was so bizarre. And also, right, straight after that scene, he chats to Mrs. Cosby. Mm-hmm. And then this man loves bees. He loves bees. He's got hives everywhere. He yeah. only talks in bee metaphors for the entire thing. He loves yeah. bees. How he kills the bees that have gone into that woman's barn <laughs> is instead of just like killing them, he cracks a neon light bulb and electrocutes them one by one in a bag. Now, I, yeah, I was baffled by this. Is he killing them or does he stun them and then he takes, he's got a bag of them and he takes them to his bee house and he's like, some new friends for you. Oh. I literally had no clue what he was doing. I was like, oh my God, he's got a taser and a bag of bees. Later on, they're going to wake up and kill a bad guy. But no, 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 no one gets no. stung to death by bees in this movie. The no. bees are out of it in the first 10 minutes, basically. And that was the other thing is, the fur ordinarily you're sort of you're like right this is an action movie get to the inciting incident let's fucking get moving i just want him to be angry and start kicking Mm -hmm. people and it does that does happen so fast but then it the sort of speed with which it gets to the inciting incident (laughs) continues for almost like i guess what this whole second act where you're just a bit like oh shit is that it Oh right, well he's going to go there, and this is good. Oh, okay, we're done with that. Right, the next. Right, what's the next thing? Okay, oh that scene's finished, is it? We're done. Okay, great. Like it just felt like everything happened so fast. Because this is why I think this is an aggressively bad movie. Like, like generally in like good writing, generally you have you know like something happens to the hero, and then you have like, but then something. Uh, throws a spanner in the works and he has to change his plan. Uh, yeah. And then because of that, he has to go on a different like little quest. But then something else throws a spanner. This therefore. has no buts in it. Yeah, but yeah. or therefore. No but. It's just, then he does, it's like a child telling the story. <laughs> like, and then he goes and he blows another thing and then he smashes a guy and then nothing right. stops him. Yeah. He doesn't have a single moment. I think, I suppose the, the end with that guy who's pretending to be South African like yeah. right at the end there, <laughs> he he has like a brief moment where he might be he in gets trouble, injured. But that, that's it. Yeah, he gets injured, yeah. but he and it's not like in a fun, unstoppable way like Terminator. It's just it's bizarre. Like, wh- what is this movie? It's just so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. It really is, isn't it? I love at the beginning of this movie as well. Mrs. Cosby 
she 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 has a daughter and a son who she's very close to this woman and she's yeah. obviously a very sweet woman and she gets robbed of uh millions of dollars and instead of like phoning the police or probably calling her daughter who's in the FBI F- FBI she immediate yeah. she immediately shoots us <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't even go i wonder if i i could might be able to get this back maybe like I probably got insurance or I talked to my bank. No, just gets out a gun, fucking shoots herself straight away. Like, Gosh. It's insane. That tits talks to the speed of this movie. Just like, no, no, I'm going to kill we myself. We haven't got time. Yeah. I don't want you moaning. I want you killing yourself. And she just gets on with it. It's insane. And then immediately her daughter shows up Could for, for the first time for no reason out of nowhere. Jason Statham's there holding a knife. She's like, what have you done to my mum? Yeah, like she hasn't visited for years. Also, <laughs> I love that the fact that this is meant to be set in Boston and it's in the English countryside. There's no shadow of a doubt. Mrs. Cosby is living. It couldn't be anything other than an English house. It looks... <laughs> yeah. And then later, when they're like at the White House, it's literally an English country house. Like, 100%. All of it is so... And all the actors in this are all... So clearly English, and they've got like terrible American accents. Like they they could get Mini Driver for like a day, and then they get that other guy who's from EastEnders in to play to, to play the uh, <laughs> to play the deputy. So she the Mini Driver's the head of the FBI. It's like, well, we can't afford her for much longer. Okay, yeah. well, let's get a deputy in, and then he just takes over the reins. Fascinating. It's so inauthentic. That's what it is. Right. Everything about it is inauthentic, and it feels a bit like. Uncanny Valley, like you were saying, or like, like it, or it's green screen, or it's. I know this gets said a lot, but it does feel like it's been written by AI or something. It's just Ugh. so weird and generic, and like nothing has a sense of place or meaning. It's so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. It does feel like I don't know. There's there's things that are, are kind of feel like obvious nods to other things. Like, okay, you know, yeah, let's build the world of a secret society of that. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, I'm on board with that. We've, Mm -hmm. we've had years of John Wick doing it. Like it's not the first time we've built a a world of like a a secret underground organization. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that. I don't mind secret assassins. But then like the minute he gets out a sort of old fashioned mobile phone, dials up somebody and it's like, who answers it? Oh, it's a load of people using archaic equipment to run the organization. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. that just feel it just feels like a little on the nose, you know, in the wake of Yeah, John Wick. They also just kind yeah. of abandon it halfway through. They're like, yeah, 100%, yeah, there's something yeah. about there's something about beekeepers. But <laughs> we won't get into that right now. But I love he's got this cute little uniform which has like a little beekeeping symbol on it. I mean, did you know? Yeah, because you it's keep like bees, you need a bee on your uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so funny, and also, you know, when the when later you meet the the new beekeeper, the the woman with the somebody, right. like the big Gatling gun, and I love the way she leaves. <laughs> she leaves a book called something like Beekeeping for Beginners in the back of her truck, so that the the two FBI agents can like talk about bees for the next half for an a hour bit longer. And, like, read yeah. about it. Yeah, it's insane. Like, okay, it's so, so you're, bizarre. You're the, you're the only beekeeper in the country and your job is to kill bad people or whatever. You don't need to carry your 
<laughs> your instruction booklet with you, you'd have had training. <laughs> like, why is she still carrying that around yeah. with her? Aren't they, they're meant it's to be so... like the super elite, right? They're yeah. the best of the best. Was she just like catching up on her homework on the way? Like, fuck, I haven't, I've never done this. I better read up on it. Yeah. That scene to me was like, this is, I think this is one of my main problems with a movie is that that scene felt like it arrived from a different movie. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole yeah. movie, if the whole movie had been like that, had been like, listen, mate, this Comic is, book, none big, of this yeah. is set in reality. Every, everyone is a wacky, you know, yeah, yeah, comic book character. Like she arrives like out of a graphic novel shooting yeah. a fucking massive Gatling gun and like the, the, to this neon petrol station. She's like a mad sort of S&M character or some sort of, you know, like teenage manga wank fantasy thing. And then they have a, like, a quite enjoyable fight in the gas station. Yeah. He, he wins. The whole thing blows up. It's like, okay, it, it's a very short scene, but it does at least like tonally sort of feel like that could be a thing from a movie where everything is like that. But no. Where it's, where it's no. like, the I didn't like the Harley Quinn movie, but at least it like decided what it wanted to be, right? Yeah. And it was that over the top. But then this goes from like grounded, sad, like a reflection of reality. Like you really could have all your money like fished from you. You know, there's, there really are these like crypto bros with too much money doing stuff like that. And then this guy's really hard and he will beat everyone up in a sort of grounded, like martial arts way. But also that this cartoon lady will arrive and then there's a one-legged South African sort of yeah. comic book character at the end as well. But in between all that, it, it's sort of striving for a vague dose of like reality. I don't know. That's how it felt to me. Yeah, and there's obviously striving with reality with that very, very skewered look at the Clinton administration, am I right? <laughs> I can't believe they have hunt they have a Hunter Biden and Hillary Clinton as the bad guys. It's insane. This movie but it doesn't have any sort of I don't feel like it has any like political like take on it. It's just like, yeah, this goes all the way to the top and it's Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Josh Hutch he's called Josh Hutchinson, isn't he? Who I thought was genuinely pretty yeah. good he's, in this. He role, is actually. good in this. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he was he was probably the best. He thing plays in a it. dickhead but very, he, very well. <laughs> yeah, he was really good. But like, why does he at the end, spoiler alert, sorry, why does he decide he's gonna shoot his own mum? That makes <laughs> he like he he like pulls his mum and like, why? There's no reason like there's no reason for anything. It's like it's like they just put a scrabble tile of like action beats into a bag and they just pulled them mm. out willy nilly. And Jason Statham yeah. doesn't give a shit because it's made like loads of money. This movie, yeah. Fair I mean, play. there's a there'll hundred percent be a sequel now, and and you know, fair play to Statham. He's not getting any younger. He's in his fifties already. Did you say uh, this is going to get a sequel? Beep. That's the thing, right? Like, I hundred percent. Um, hear you when you say you don't want to be that guy who's like meh, 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 meh. like like I don't know how to watch this movie because I feel like that is people are like oh you know it's it's just a throwback to the 80s it's just schlock it's so stupid they're just like they know what they're doing everyone's making bee puns all the way through but it takes itself fairly seriously it's exactly what you said it doesn't know what it is so it's not like some of those old Arnie movies where he's quipping are like 
really well written movies. They're they're trashy movies or like and but they like they make sense or like they may be bonkers, but they kind of like structurally kind of make sense. This it's so hard to understand what is go going on really in this movie because it I mean it's simple in that it's just a guy right. killing everyone, but it's just so erratic. Like there's this bit <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, who Jeremy Irons is in this. HRH Jeremy Irons. <laughs> yeah. He is he is giving a speech to a bunch of hard mercenaries. <laughs> and the speech yeah. is about how hives work. Apropos, like why why would these mercenaries want to know how and he's literally talking about bees. He's not talking about Jason Statham. <laughs> he's talking about how hives work and if you were a mercenary and you were said to kill someone you'd just be sitting there being like huh like no one is straight manning any of this no it's so bizarre what is he what is he talking about do you want us to go to a place and kill a man because that's basically (laughs) what i do yeah like can we stop using flowery language is that what you want no i'm actually talking (laughs) about how a hive works it's so funny yeah it's so weird and i love how at the beginning like Jeremy Irons is good in this movie. I don't like. I don't think anyone is bad in this movie. I just think it's like oh, not do. the sum of its parts. I, I think some people in this movie are bad. I think the okay the two FBI agents, um, they might be good in other things, but their chemistry yeah. is like is like n- n- putting bees Weird. in your eyes. Literally, it's so unfunny that they're meant to be the comic relief. Or the dude is definitely meant to be the comic relief. I couldn't tell that. Exactly. It's so, like, they hate each other. Like, literally, they hate each other Or from the dialogue. But it's meant to be banter, I think. But because it's two Americans doing it, it's just like, oh, like, why are you being so mean to each other? And, like, this woman's mum is just dead. It feels like there, there was a lot maybe left on the cutting room floor that just doesn't yeah. sort of fill out these characters. It was brutal. I also found it really funny that later in the layer in the movie, they have that sequence where the FBI have to raid the, um, I don't know where they are, the, the uh, call center, and they they all yeah. try and track them down. They're all in tactical you, you know, uniforms and they've got their guns. But the female FBI agent is just in mum jeans <laughs> throughout the whole sequence. Just in mum jeans. And you're like, how does that work? <laughs> so stupid. Everything in this movie is so stupid. Also, this is I wrote this down because there were so many things that I didn't understand why they happened in this movie. Like when he ta- he tases a bag of hornets, didn't I didn't understand yeah. why. It never comes no. back. No. And also, I was like, what is this supposed to be telling us about his character? Yeah. Like, is he killing the bees? Or he's stunning the bee? It's not clear what's happening. And that was the first of many. Then he cuts off a guy's fingers, and you're like, okay. Well, he goes into his workshop, turns on all the machines, and you're like, this is going to be great. He's going to use all the machines to kill all the guys. And then what does he do? He gets a chain and winds it around a guy's neck and winches him up. Like in every single movie from the 1980s? I don't know. And then casually cuts a guy's fingers off w- without focusing on it. Like It's bizarre. And then it's done. But then in the next scene, 
he cuts off the lady's fingers. And I was like, why is he cutting off everyone's fingers? Oh, I see. They're not, it's not related. He needed her finger for the fingerprints to get into a building. <laughs> yeah. But it's right but after a scene where he cut off someone else's fingers. <laughs> I'm so stupid. It just, that's what I mean. It doesn't have any internal logic. Like, that's all it needs. Like, I'm on board. I'm on board. If it's camp, I'm on board. If it's gritty, I'm on board. Right. If it's just like the Terminator, I'm on board. But it's just, that's my, like, David Eyre is a bad director. Interesting. And I don't understand why. because. Because he used to be a great director. I cannot understand. Yeah. End of Watch is a legit great movie. Like, legit great movie. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Fury's pretty good. I liked Fury. And yeah. Bright is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I think I'm on the uh, surprising side of the scale where I quite liked Bright for some reason. Oh my God, fuck me, that I think movie. Think of one of three people. Jesus. It was so bad. Like, <laughs> but this is like, what's he, like you say, he has, I mean, I suppose some of the action is pretty well done. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. Like the action is handled by Jeremy Marinas, who did a lot of the action on John Wick. So like the pedigree of the action yeah. should be amazing. And I think occasionally there's glimpses of what it could have been. Yeah. But somehow it never quite delivered for me. It's either everything is too short, it, it felt like choppy, or, you know, tonally it's a bit weird. Like the petrol station thing is fun, but way too short. The end fight is quite good, still quite short. The bit where he beats up a, a load of FBI agents in a circle is like, sure, okay. I quite liked it, but also it was like so stupid where there's just like guys in the background sort of flailing around like uh, instead, <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. instead of just like immediately murdering him, like I'll run at him with my gun. Like I know it's pointless like taking it apart at that level. But is it? But I just was just looking at it going, what's that guy doing then? While he's punching that guy. Like why, is, why can they only get him when, once they come into the frame? I think you can like dismantle a movie. Like, you can, like, because it's meant to be an action movie, right? So, the one thing it should have going for it is the action. Like, you'll forgive a lot of stuff in an action yeah. movie if the action is thrilling and the chases are good and you feel your heart pounding your chest. But if, like, you say, even on that metric, there's a dude in the melee just sort of standing around waiting to be hit, you're like, well, it's not doing a fight scene properly. And, like, I don't think it is the choreographer, the stunt coordinators that like that those parts of it were good. It is the direction, right? Everything you just described, the pace, the tone, the performances, yeah. the ed like the 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 rhythm of it, that's all on the director. Yeah. Like it, it's a it's 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 just a bad movie. Like it's it's not even like fun bad. It's just bad. I do feel like I think maybe it will circle around and become a so bad it's good late night classic in the future. I think so. But I just I, I that's the so. thing. I don't think it's like so bad in that way. I think it's just like messy, very mediocre, and, and it's arrived yeah. in cinemas in January, which is like traditionally a dry patch, and everyone's like, "Hello, yeah, 
Hello. Well, this is much yeah, better yeah. than anything we're usually served up at this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's there's one bit. Uh, there's this is the other. I only wrote down a few notes because there were things that just stood out that I didn't understand. There's a bit where the two FBI agents are in their office, sort of chatting over elements of the case slash B things, and very very prominently in the background are two men fixing a leaking fire sprinkler in the roof. There's also a bunch of balloons hanging to one side in the background. <laughs> I have so many questions about that particular shot and scene. I was just like, they're so conspicuous. Was it just like, this is the dullest shot I've ever seen. We need something in the background. Like, like just muddy up the frame. Like, do something. And they were like, well, we've got a ladder and a balloon. Can we do, is that anything? It's just so weird. I don't know. It was just so weird. It's a testament to how bad those two performances are, though, that you were looking at the background of a scene that is meant to be engaging. I mean, like, again, I'm sure those guys, I feel like that I've seen the female lead in something. She's in something like quite big and famous. And like, I'm sure they're good in other movies, but they were so fucking bad. Like the chemistry, Jesus. I wonder if that scene, they'd cut out a whole section where there was something to do with that. They probably had. Yeah. Again, it feels like cutting room floor stuff. Yeah. It felt like a Netflix movie. And then I found out it's a Sky movie and it kind of makes sense. Like Sky made that for Sky, paid for that. Right. That's why it's all set in the UK. But it feels like it's still got a pretty big, a pretty sizable budge. Yeah, I think it's set in the. Uh, I think it's set in the UK because Jason Satham wants to hang out at home while he made this movie. That's the only. There must be that checks out. It literally yeah, must be that. Absolutely fine, and that's why the uh, president's retreat is a Sussex country home. <laughs> it doesn't even vaguely look American, like and Mrs. Cosby's <laughs> house. It's. It's literally, it's so funny. Like, it's just like green pastures and it's just so English. Like, did they think they could get away yeah. with it? And then you never see any like skylines or anything. It's always in like, I don't know, like industrial estates and like... Stock footage cut in of Boston. Stock footage, yeah. Why Boston as well? It was so funny that it was so in Boston. It sort of gets to, you know, it tries to play the sort of angle of... The FBI agents have to catch him because it's their job, but they also realise that he's only killing the baddies. So, like, hmm, you know, well, are we gonna, are we gonna shoot him? But then also, all of the other people who are like protecting the president aren't morally conflicted. Like, their job would literally be, oh, there's a man with a gun here. We have to immediately neutralise him, and yet they are all to a person useless. Yeah. And all, all the way through this FBI woman's should be grieving the loss of her mother, but doesn't seem to face her in any way. No, literally after that, like one scene, it's just done. Oh, such a bad movie. What did you think of the Meg 2? <laughs> I have seen neither Megs thus far. You're Megless. Is that is that a stealthy recommend? Uh the Meg has its 
charms. The Meg 2 doesn't have its charms. The Meg, Meg is pretty bad, but it's quite... The Meg 2 also has Wu Jing in, who is like a, the huge Chinese action star. So part of me was like, okay, is he going to do any martial arts with Jason Statham? It's got that weird thing. You know when um, Chinese and American co-productions, when they make movies, they always money. have that weird like... Yeah. Yeah, it's got, they, they've got loads of money, but they've got like... It's so vanilla because China doesn't want various things. So everything is just like really strange. <laughs> and like the, lo- the love interest is an Asian woman and Jason Statham, but they obviously don't want Jason Statham and the Asian woman to kiss because of whatever, like some sort of something going on in China. So there's just this really weird, oh, weird like chemistry. So weird. Yeah. They're pretty bad. Look, I think it might be time for me to press you into an action replay moment. (laughs) What are those bits, the rewindable bits of this movie? While you think, I suppose I will offer up the bit where he wanders in to the gang of FBI agents. A bit that should be really good, where where he's just like, if there was some way of getting in here, I'll get in. Who am I? Let's just say uh, I know a thing or two about bees. (laughs) And then he beats up <laughs> 10 people that have encircled him in a way that alternates between quite enjoyably uh, extended takes of like sets of moves that Statham is quite good at performing and slightly annoying bits where you're like, I mean, by now, one of them probably would have shot him, I think. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then it ends with him flipping someone on, lands on a moving car, which is quite nice and kind of put me in mind of the uh, Arc de Triomphe bit in John Wick 4, which is no bad thing. But it's not John Wick 4, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the other thing is that you, 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 there's, a, there's a sort of argument of like, well, that, you know, John Wick's absolutely stupid and mental and like, but I'm like, at some point, I'm just happy to believe John Wick's got a bulletproof suit and that's okay. Whereas in this, he's just a bloke wandering around, like dodging bullets or like, just being generally indestructible. John Wick has its own logic and you either buy into it or you don't. But like, it's not, it's like immaculate filmmaking. That Like, my action replay is the bit where <laughs> he... Begrudging he ties, action replay. Don't make me watch it again. He ties the guy to the car and then he flies off the bridge. That was my favourite bit. Do you remember that bit? Yeah, yeah. When he carves a finger and then he puts him in a seatbelt and then he just drives him off. Yeah. That was, that was the bit I liked. Yeah. Yeah. After he just very casually cuts off his fingers, then he lets him drive away somehow, but then catches up to him to extra murder him. <laughs> yeah. Double murder. Fair. That, because that, that's what they, that's what bees do in the hive. That's true. Clearly explained. If, if you agitate they, bees, they will sting you then yeah. wait, then come back and back. double sting murder you. Yeah, they're known for that. What I think is quite interesting in talking about elements of this movie is that describing bits of them sound like it could be a really fun movie. Yeah. Like, oh, he, he ties a guy to the back of a car and drives the car off a, 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 yeah, yeah. a what do you call it? A, bri- a bri- drawbridge? Not Suspension a drawbridge. Bridge. <laughs> Suspension bridge. No. I know what you mean, yeah. yeah. No, a, yeah, a, bridge that goes, a bridge that goes up to let boats through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, that uh, sounds fun. Oh, he's like cheekily goes up to a group of FBI agents. Yeah. There's a crazy sort of uh, like 
sexy cartoon lady shooting a Gatling gun. Like, yeah. you're like these bits I'm in. on their own, I'm in. isolated, sound all right. Yes. Somehow do not fit together. I think you hit the nail on the head. It just doesn't know what it is. Yeah. And so you can't ever get on board with it. Well, uh, loads of people I know love it. I don't know why. It just caught everyone by surprise. I don't know. I wanted to like it, but it kept annoying me. Yeah. I kept on tutting and like laughing in the cinema. <laughs> 20, in the beginning of 2024, year of the tradesman action movies, um, the painter, <laughs> the beekeeper, the bricklayer. This week, I also watched The Bricklayer. What was that? It's it, Rennie Harlan directed it. Oh, my God. Rennie well, a... Cliffhanger, Die yeah. Hard 2 Harlan. Yeah. 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 He's got Aaron Eckhart in the lead. He's another former, you know, spec ops CIA agent who now just, just lays brick because, you know, he understands a brick. He knows what it can do. It does one job. Once you put the brick down, it, you know it's going to do what it said it's going to. Yeah, that kind of bullshit. I went in thinking this is probably going to be quite a ropey DTV movie. And I would say it's a... Ropey DTV. <laughs> fairly average, but it looks much better than it has any right to. I think it's pretty low budget, but like Rennie Harlan knows his way around making an action movie. And yeah, he does deliver right. that. It's, I, I kind of felt more satisfied by it than The Beekeeper. There's like fight scenes that are longer than the fight scenes in The Beekeeper with Jason Statham, the action star who does fighting. It's Aaron Eckhart. He's, he's an yeah. actor. I don't think, I don't think yeah. he's like got a background in martial arts. I don't know. I just think that movie was like, the, we only have to do one thing in this movie really and it's put a lot of action in it. And they did that reasonably yeah. well. Is the plot not great? Yeah. Has it got some stupid shit in it? Yeah. But it, it sort of scratched the itch for me. But that's it. That's what we were saying earlier. It is a bit too long. The Beekeeper is like a, a sliver over 90 minutes. So you can't argue that it's too long. And I'd hate to argue it's too short. That's because they cut that really good balloon, balloon and leaking <laughs> leaking vent scene out of it. That I mean, he's obviously edited. I can't can wait edit. to see that on the, on the Blu-ray. <laughs> the, ex the extended cut. Now with more balloons. Yeah, now with yeah. all the bits to make the movie sort of make a bit more sense put back in. I don't know. Like, I don't want to fit, sound like I've been over, over, over harsh on this movie because, but it just didn't work for me. And I think most people will think it is f at least average, especially people who are just like, it's a Jason Statham movie. As long as he's, you know, gruff moody and beats a lot of people up. I mean, it will check those boxes. Yeah. But I, I, maybe my expectations were too high. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I, but I do think I'm coming at it from a place of I really like action movies and I wanted it to be a good one and it just didn't feel like a good one to me. David Ayer. That's all I'm saying. David Ayer. <laughs> Man. Oof. Chris has laid the blame squarely at one person's feet. Suicide Squad is also one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Look, completely nonsensical, Suicide Squad. Have you seen Suicide Squad? No, I've seen The Suicide Squad. Aggressively bad. Bright. Aggressive. Aggressively bad. Beekeeper. Very bad. Uh, oh, man. Well, in that case, Chris, I can sort of only apologize for reeling you back in. Oh, mate. Again, though, I enjoyed it. I. Ne I 
I think a movie <laughs> is own. I, honestly, there's only two things that really make me hate a movie, which is pretend, being pretentious and being boring. And the beekeeper was neither of those. That's for sure. It's bad. Fair play. It's not. It's pretty aggressively bad, like craft wise, but like, <laughs> oh god, still a fun time. <laughs> I mean, it, it was still a fun time. Do you know what I mean? You're saying that, that even, even like you're just sitting in the cinema and you're like, even just like scoffing at it is still a fun time. Yeah, but like if it's pretentious or like boring, like you can't even do that. It's like they're the worst. So, I don't know. Go and see it if you haven't seen it, and then report back to Simon <laughs> on the comments page. It is exactly the type of movie to watch on Sky Cinema for free as part of your subscription at home, yeah. right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. If you if you go in with zero expectations, I think you'll you'll be absolutely fine. No higher praise. Welcome to party, pal. Christoph. Thank you so much for your time once more. I feel like um, we started with such a banger with Equalizer 3 and now I've delivered a subpar one for you. For for next time, we'll see if we can get you a real tasty morsel. Let's do a Hong Kong. Give me your best Hong Hong Kong, like mad Hong Kong thing that um, you think I won't have seen. That's what I'm into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would absolutely love to do that. And, and, that, well, you know what's fr- sort of sad and frustrating is a little bit as I going back and just looking at all the movies we've done on this, we've only done one Hong Kong movie because they're just not making as many movies yeah. these days. That we've there's there's more like South Korean movies coming out in this. I'll realm, watch one of those, and they're absolutely nailing it. I'll watch one of those. Yeah, I'll pull you in for um. Uh, something tasty from uh, from the Far East next time, I think. Lovely. Hey, if people want to find you all over the internet or tucked away in South London, can they and should they? I don't think they should find me in South London. That'd be really bizarre. That'd be weird. Like if they come <laughs> to my enough. house. Yeah. But, yeah. but no, find true, me on yeah. Letterboxd. But if you want to give Go out your full address, now's the time. <laughs> Go Find me on Letterboxd. Find me on Letterboxd and leave some comments, uh, unlike Simon. That's where I work. And while you're at it, let's all... Um, send a little note to the developers just saying yeah yeah is could you pop a like a little bell icon in the top corner or just something so we can see the comments quickly and then we can really engage in that nerdy letterbox yeah. movie discussion i always thought i'd turned off the comments it- hey well i've i've been commenting mate you got a lot uh thank you for having me no worries thank you for coming christoph if you want to find Dodge This still hanging out on Twitter, it's at Dodge This Pod. Everything about me you can find at simonfielder.com, basically links to all the socials. If you want to become a real supporter of the podcast, there is a link below. You can do that with actual earth money. Otherwise, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time for another episode. Chris, join me in um, screaming at the top of your lungs goodbye, and I will do it at a moderate volume because I'm in a hotel room and people might think I'm going mad. Go! Bye.